Welcome to the Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg. My name's Harold Nickel. This week on the podcast, we are going to learn about another role in the agile project management world. It's that of development operations, or as it's more commonly known, DevOps. Now, there are plenty of definitions of the term, and at first glance, it seems like it's a role that is very much an eye of the beholder kind of a thing, but I know that Ren can give us something that's a lot more succinct, and all I can say, Ren, is how about it? Can you can you help us peel away the layers of my confusion, at least, and, and give us a definition of DevOps? Sure. DevOps is the people, processes, and procedures responsible for the final push of code or product to production or to the market. That's in the simplest terms. So um, in Agile and Safe, it is a method that stresses stresses, excuse me, communication, collaboration, integration, automation, 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 and other measurements of cooperation between the business, application development, and other IT um, functions. So like infrastructure, architecture, etc. They are um, often are responsible for establishing and maintaining the various environments, um, the development and integration standards and practices across um, multiple communication channels. Uh, so for instance, supporting the same product on the web that you do in mobile, that you do for a call center, etc. And also multiple platforms. So um, being able to support Apple and Windows is probably the most common and, and uh, simplest um, example of supporting multiple app, uh, platforms. Okay. Well, that I was sure that you would that you would know better, and um, at least I was right about that. So good. And I know that um, the. The Agile way of doing things is, is always very inclusive, but some of the reading I did um, when preparing to talk to you today, it, it makes it seem like this function is a little outside of or even working in parallel with the rest of the Agile team. So how does DevOps integrate into an Agile team? You're right, they are in parallel and they're a little bit outside. And the reason is because, well, um, a scrum team or a set of teams like an agile release train are focused on a specific uh, product or um, software. DevOps is focused on the entire picture. So they are constantly looking at what a particular Agile release train is doing, but they also have to look at what production support is doing, what architecture is doing. They are uh, constantly connected in integrating all these different pieces. So they need to stay connected to the Scrum teams, but they also have a much larger responsibility. Yeah, and I, I think what you said um, at the outset about the Microsoft Windows and and Apple um, usefulness that you could use something on a Mac or a, or a traditional 
laptop or a desktop computer, that well, that, that made it a lot clearer to me. So, um, and I'm sure it does to the to the listeners well as well. And so, DevOps is it's very operational, like you said, and it works on staging environments, test environments, and deployment. So it's kind of um, it's very tactical. It's like a boots on the ground approach. Is that a fair statement? Uh, yes, um, that's correct. Um, which is why they often set the standards for Dev tools, um, as well as integration standards, code coverage standards, and even test automation standards. So, Ren, I read too that DevOps operations staff uses a lot of the same techniques for their work as do developers and software code writers. How are DevOps and code writers' roles related or integrated? Well, that's that's the thing is they have to be integrated um, for the code to go into production and work successfully. And so they need to be developing and communicating with each other frequently. And it is a recognized best practice that they use the same um, development tools, standards, practices to help them avoid any problems with integration. It also makes it a lot easier to share a code base if they're all using the same tools and the same uh, development standards. Um, One of the examples that I always check when I'm looking at a prospective client's work. Everybody has a website. I go to their website and I look to see if they have consistent dev standards. If they don't on their website, it's pretty, uh, well, it's always been the case. Then they don't have those internally. Um, Just to let you know, I've never seen someone have inconsistently developments, inconsistent development standards on their website and then have consistent dev standards internally. Um, So that's why I always check websites. But one of the biggest ones we see in financial services is you'll be on a website and how fields that are asking for a dollar value will be different each time. So sometimes it'll auto-populate the two zeros. Sometimes you manually put it in. Sometimes it has a dollar sign. Sometimes it has a comma. You know, and when you see those inconsistencies, and it tells people like me is we need to do some work mm-hmm. with DevOps and we need to get some good dev standards going because with every variance like that creates risk for integration. Does that make sense? It does. Um, it's It's very operational sounding, but... I know what you're saying about internal and external consistency, and you know while it might sound like a little thing, like a like a a decimal point or um, a dollar sign versus a euro sign, um, when there's math and money involved, that stuff will add up. <laughs> it will, but also it makes um, test automation more challenging. Uh, it makes integration more challenging. Um, it makes future development more challenging. The more variance that there is within a system, doesn't matter what the system is. It could be your car. It could be how you organize your kitchen. It could be software. The more variance there is within a system, the more risk you're introducing into that system. Well, it's funny that you said that because um, I was just thinking about um, managing risk in a system where things weren't all you know, aligned 
appropriately. So, so yeah, right. I, I think I'm I think I'm beginning to grasp it, which is a very good, a very good. Thing. So even with our kitchens, like for instance, if you put knives in a drawer but you don't face all the knives in the same direction, it isn't a question of if someone's going to reach in the drawer and get a knife and cut themselves. Mm-hmm. It's when will they reach in the drawer and cut themselves. Precisely. Right? That, that's a good point. And it's because every time we introduce variants, then we introduce risk. Yeah, that's and that's such a good example. Make your, so sure your knife handles are all facing towards you and not away. And, um, right. That, that's and that's example. really what dev standards are. They're making sure that we remove unnecessary variants, and therefore we remove the risk associated with that. So it's very operational DevOps, and very, yep. and, and it works in staging environments and and for testing environments and deployment. And um, I guess the analogy, I think your knife one was better, but um, it's like boots on the ground. It's it's very tactical. It's very implementation based. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So I guess to to sum up the overall role of development operations or DevOps, it is more hands-on implementation and orchestration of the outcomes the team is after, the outcomes the team wants, right? Correct. But but again, it's not just for a single um, scrum team or an agile release train. It's multiple teams. Okay. Um, not always just agile, sometimes also waterfall teams. Um, but always production support. I like to think of them as the air traffic controllers of code oh, yeah. in your company. Yeah. Hey, that's two really good analogies back-to-back, knives and air traffic controllers. <laughs> knives and air traffic controllers. And, 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 you know, and <laughs> even I can relate, so that's brilliant. And sort of to get back, um, in the end, I think what it really hopes to bring to Agile is the understanding and practice that software isn't done until it's really done. It's successfully delivered to the end user and it meets their expectations of what the commercial develop deliverable is really supposed to be, right? Correct, but we don't want to forget the other important business value components. Um, it also assures that all code is integrated successfully with minimal human intervention and we do that because that assures higher quality fast return to market and the overall process is less expensive which is all those other business values right about cost management time to market so your company's competitive um, and also higher quality improves customer experience and what we like to call customer stickiness, which is they stay they stay stuck to you yes. and don't go um, to your competitor. Right. That's that's also well said. And um, I think the alliteration of customer stickiness or just stickiness in general, I think we all once again mm-hmm. can certainly relate to that. Now one of the things I really like about Agile and, and Scaled Agile is the collaborative and democratic way of doing work, whether it's in a, a single team or in across several teams. Does DevOps complement this egalitarian approach to project management, and would it be possible to get an example? 
Sure. Um, very much it does. And I've often worked with clients, um, as we've talked about here, with new implementations of enterprise or scaled agile. And that's really when DevOps comes to its fruition because they're now working with uh, the ar- architecture, mm-hmm. usually the chief architect of an organization, um, as well as the release train engineers. And we're going to talk about, together, collaboratively, what are going to be the dev standards for our organization, how are we going to do test environments, how are we going to promote code from environment to environment, um, what are our code coverage standards, you know, all those kind of things. And they're equal partners at the table, which means they're um, pretty much never dictating anything, Um, but they're also not being dictated to. So they're, um, it, it's really a great process uh, to help an organization through. The same thing when I go back and do continuous improvement. We bring everybody back to the table. We're all equal partners. We talk about what's working well. So we want to make sure we keep doing that. We don't break it. Then we want to look at what we want to improve and we prioritize it because Every organization I work with can give me a laundry list of things they want to do better. But let's focus on which has the most meaningful value. Let's do that first. Um, And then we end with a set of action items with names and dates and everything attached to it so we know they get done. Um, But it's really a great process to have um, everybody at the table talking as equal partners, collaborating on how we're going to approach the near-term future and make sure that we continuously as an organization are producing a better product for our customers and and better revenue for the company. Right. And, you know, that's the bottom line is always the bottom line. And um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, you know, as somebody that's new to this topic, that very democratic way of of working was really appealing um Mm -hmm. so did the role of devops did that evolve from some previously unrecognized need from the world of agile and safe devops has been around for a long time but as a subset of production support Um, as agile has evolved DevOps has been called out as a discipline and a focus. Then with uh, SAFE and Enterprise Agile, um, production support is being merged with application development so that the people who um, developed it actually have to fix it, (laughs) which is across the board a best practice because then you learn from your own code um, but what that has resulted in then is as production support is being merged with application development, then the importance of DevOps has been um, escalated. And they're much more visible and much more prominent in organizations now than they have ever been before. And it's kind of interesting because I can't tell you, you know, I've gone back recently and had clients bring me back and say, hey, Rin, we want to talk to you about what's going on. And, you know, five years ago, I said DevOps, and it was an alien term. 
now I, you know, I bring it up and they're like, oh yeah, we know we need to really beef that up. We need to do more of that. We need to strengthen that. There really is a huge um, emphasis on an understanding of how critical DevOps is to the overall success of an IT organization. Whether you produce software or not as your product, if you have use software in an enterprise, mm-hmm. you have to have a DevOps function. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good word, and um, it's starting to sink in with me. So <laughs> we've asked this question now, I guess, the last couple of weeks, and since we've done it twice, it's really a tradition here on the Guardian podcast with Ren Melberg. Who would make a good DevOps person? And, of course, the other side of the coin, who is really not suited for DevOps? The most suited is someone who has a strong understanding of application development as well as production support or maintenance. Um, Those are uh, traditionally separate distinct uh, fields within an IT organization. Um, and so this has been a challenge, and that's why we're seeing more cross-pollinization. More and more IT organizations are supporting their people moving back and forth between DevOps and production, or excuse me, between application development and production support to get these skills. Um, they have to be able to work in production as well as consult with application development, and they should have really high quality standards. Um, Typically, people who don't work well in this role are monolithic in their thinking. They only can see usually the infrastructure point of view. Those are the people that I see struggle in this role. They're very infrastructure oriented. Um, They also are kind of monolithic in that they want to do everything in big leaps and batches and they're not willing to experiment and do things in small, agile ways. Right. Um, DevOps people who aren't willing to test and learn don't usually survive very well or very long. Um, and the other thing is if they get hung up on tools or get too rigid or prescriptive, mm-hmm. they'll have a very negative relationship with their application development people. Okay. And so it's important that they are collaborative. And I know sometimes that sounds contradictory because I said you can't be rigid, but you have to have high quality standards. Actually, rigidity over time destroys quality. So we have to always be looking at how to learn from our experiences to improve quality. So if we get too rigid, we can't do that. Yeah, I mean, I I think I can get what you're saying is that, you know, there's there's rules and... um order, but nobody should be enslaved to those things such that better outcomes aren't possible because of following old rules, right? Right. 
We always talk about, or I always talk about, I shouldn't say there's a royal we, I always talk <laughs> to my clients that we do the right thing because it's the right thing over following a plan or following a prescription or following the rule. Yeah. If it's the right thing to do for the company, we do it. If it's, you know, like, I come from financial services. I can't tell you how many times over the years the audit and external regulators have supported me when I did the right thing for the customer. Yeah. Even if it wasn't following the rules by the word, every single time, every single time they said you did the right thing by the customer, so you did the right thing. Yeah, that's that's well said. And one of the great advantages of the Agile approach is the speed at which products and projects are introduced to the marketplace, it seems like this could potentially create a conflict with the DevOps mm-hmm. engineer who's who's focused on things like scalability and the Windows Apple compatibility issues, things like that. Is is that a reasonable concern? If oh, it, it's reasonable only if we don't if the organization doesn't have a good communication channel. And what I find is when they get really um, concerned about that, that means they're not, they don't trust what application development is delivering. Um, and that tells me that they're not communicating right. well with each other. Because in truth, application development has the same or very similar concerns about scalability, reliability, reusability, all the illities. The difference is the scale. So DevOps is concerned about the entire enterprise. Application development is concerned about their particular product. Mm -hmm. But they have the same concerns, and they're driving towards the same goal. So they really are in a situation where one strengthens the other. So the better that application development is supporting scalability, reliability, reusability, then the more that supports it for DevOps, the more DevOps does that, the more it helps application development. They really are synergistic roles, but are heavily dependent on their ability to communicate with each other and collaborate with each other. Yeah, that's that's a good way of, of answering that. And it suddenly dawns on me that no one can see me nodding, so I better say something. So, <laughs> so no, they can't see you nod. <laughs> no, they can't. So, time to I I need to speak up. But um, and with the time we have left, um, and for the benefit of those who perhaps didn't hear our last podcast, there's a new video that Ren has posted to her website, which is renmelberg.com. And it's called Living La Vida Agile. And it's really interesting and fun at the same time. And, Ren, tell us, the folks who uh, who may not have heard before, um, tell us about the video. Sure. Um, in June, I was speaking at the Rally On conference, and I did a presentation there um, called Living La Vida Agile. And what I did is I did the same material generally and put it into a YouTube video so that I could share it with a larger audience. And what it talks about is just a few basic agile practices 
that um, any family or household could apply to improve their communication and engagement with each other, transparency, and ultimately reduce stress. Yes. Um, and if you're new to Agile, like, like me, um, it's a good introduction to the concepts and for veterans of, of Agile project management, a really, like I said before, practical and fun way to bring work home with a positive outcome. It's, I thought it was really well done, and I Thanks. really encourage I've been, been getting great feedback um, from the conference and also from the video on the website. It's on the website and on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, it's been, been excellent. It's been really kind of fun, and I've been teaching more and more families um, how to use these practices for themselves. Yeah, I, I totally recommend it. Um, Living La Vida Agile at renmelberg.com. And sadly, that's all the time we have this week. But please be sure to come back next week for another edition of the Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg.